0: What's up folks on this episode of the On Creator Show, we have Fast Life Beats Collective, Abstract and Directing the Building. Now, on this episode, he talked about how they launched a production company, you know, how they will be able to grow from being individual producers to working together to open up their their own studio and how they came to have production credits on Rock Nation's newest signee Young Paris project titled Afrobeats dropping March 24th. Be sure to follow Fast Life on Instagram at Fast Life Beats and of course, check out the website FastLifeBeats.com. Join in the conversation with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook using the hashtag Encore Radio Show at Encore Radio Show and of course, Encore This is Why Soul. We'll see you on the other side. Free Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi. The views and comments expressed on the following radio program by his hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect the views of. That's Sleep on me that
1: standard, I drink more than I handle I eat cause I be grinding, I keep a shooter by me I see snakes in the grass, I think for checks to cash I pray for all my homies, I'm lying, there ain't no guy I say that she my only, but now you on my mind Today I'm
0: only human, but no, I'll never die I'm safe, still dropping music, you niggas still going Take care of the family that you came with. We made it this fine.
1: It's amazing.
0: Alright folks, this is the Uncle Radio Show. Here, this is Wise Soul. Make sure you follow myself and the show at The Real Wise. Um, and the show itself at Uncle Radio Show, Uncle and on this episode, it's like episode 10 of season five. Yo, season five. This is the fourth year. We had our anniversary on March the 3rd. Mm. Shout out to everybody who's been fucking with this show for four years
2: now. Oh my Best God. Dope. Can't Congrats, even believe man. it. Congrats. Appreciate
0: it. Appreciate it. So, today, got a little special show for y'all today. We have a direct and abstract. From Fast Life Yeah So, yeah. so first without, off without. First, first off Appreciate y'all for coming to the show Yeah
1: cool. thanks man uh, Thanks for having us I
0: really appreciate it Y'all are like the second producers I've had on the show And I really Like I used to want to be a producer A while back You know how everybody want, Used to want to be a rapper right. I want to be a producer So I have a lot of producer questions For y'all <laughs>
2: Fire Especially
0: for people Who might want to get into, into production Um, But I know some people Dove into production When you know uh, Fruity Loops dropped you know all them years ago <laughs> so 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 let's let's explain like that program itself um, uh-huh. did you start well i mean you wrote the hand. people didn't see that he wrote he wrote his hand so yeah. you know explain to us whatever what that program did for you
2: so i started on fruity loops my boy direct started on logic but for me right um when i was like 14 13 14 i was really young when i first got fruity loops i got fruity loops three mm-hmm. was like the first uh version i got so uh yeah. He's so excited to talk to talk about Fruity Loops <laughs> because yeah, right. <laughs> okay. like Fruity Loops a lot of times like in the producer world kind of get shitted on a little bit, yeah, yeah. You know well I mean? why? Like, why 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 because because when it first came out it wasn't as developed of a program and I feel like it was really made for like house music and like really techie stuff okay okay and the and the sounds that came with it were kind of corny um, okay, but okay. but then like you know like as time went on like you like as a producer you start collecting your own sounds mm-hmm. you start learning how to freak the program a little bit yeah. and then it ended up like turning into this whole thing where i'm you know making like these huge records that no one would even guess came off of fruity loops really yeah and a lot of times people would laugh at you when you say you produce on fruity loops you'd be uh-huh. like oh you use fruity loops like that's corny you know what i'm saying <laughs> but then i would play my tracks and they would be like whoa like nah you ain't do that they wouldn't even believe me you know what i mean yeah but uh but regardless i just i love i love how it's developed like over the years and mm-hmm. now it's like it's a really respected thing you know so
0: dope how do you feel like that I mean, was that a, was it an expensive program or did you like get hiking for the low?
2: Well, t- to be honest, my brother got it for me for Christmas. Oh, dope. So okay, it was okay. like a Christmas gift and it was like, because I was just, I was into music at that time. So he was like, he's like, yo, take this. He had no idea what I was going to do with it. You know mm. what I'm saying? But, you know, 10 years later, here I am, you know what I'm saying? Like basically making huge records off of it that are. People now-
1: really don't even know that you, what you do on there. It's just flipping the craziest samples and drums. Yeah Yeah it's dope That's what's up Yeah the drum rolls Sound like live drums They never People don't even know They think we went Into a big studio And recorded Uh the, the Drum rolls through a big board or something.
0: Yeah, and you started using logic. Yeah, yeah. So what so why did you use why did you start with Logic versus Fruity Loops? Uh
1: basically just I was stuck on a Mac. Oh, fair uh, (laughs) enough. Yeah. I've
0: realized that actually that you know Fruity Loops is not on Mac, unfortunately.
1: Well yeah it's getting there. Uh they just put out the Alpha version. So really okay. So it's not shit I didn't even know it's not uh it's not a wrapped version anymore. It's actually Mm. a DMG to install on the Fruity Loops. Mm. But uh I haven't really dug into it too far yet. Yeah Uh, I just I just got the file passed on to me by some to someone else. Ah, uh, uh, yo, with that leg. Anyway. <laughs> but yes, okay. So you started on Logic, whatever. Now, wh- have you have you experienced Fruity Loops? Since yeah, yeah, then? yeah. How, what, what's the difference to you? Uh, basically, Fruity Loops, the the drum and how you come up with your drums and the way they they, they program the drums in Fruity Loops is just uh basically unbeatable and unmatched mm. in any software yet. Uh, wow. Okay. To, to to what I've tried. Uh. I mean, Ableton has come a little bit closer, but uh, as far as just being able to do anything and and move about the drums, it, Fruity Loops is definitely the way to go. That's the uh, same. Logic for like synths, it, the the how Logic makes the synth sound is just uh, different than Fruity Loops. So it's you know when you're getting real nitpicky with it, uh-huh. you might you might want to go back and forth. But ah, uh, okay, it, okay, it, that's dope. You know that that's. Basically, I think they
2: all kind of have their advantages and disadvantages. Yeah, definitely
0: specialties and whatnot. But y'all work together. So actually, let's let's start there. Like, how did y'all get together? What 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 made this group? Uh, this collaborative group So
2: we linked up So I, I grew up in Virginia I moved mm-hmm. up here um, Maybe about five or six years ago I mm-hmm. went to uh, IAR You okay. heard of that spot? It's I have a, not It's a school in the city Basically it's like for engineering And audio recording and stuff Dope, Okay And uh, so me and Direct linked up in class And uh, you know like We were in class and And honestly a lot of the kids in there I feel like they just went there because music was a hobby for them and they didn't really like know what they wanted to do with their lives. Yeah. But I knew for sure that music was something like I already kind of was ahead. Like when I went to the school, like I felt like I was more knowledgeable than, you know, what they were teaching us. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, me and direct linked up and we started recording on our own, like outside of school Mm. and we just realized there was dope chemistry. I felt like compared to the other people in the class, he was, you know, more into it, more knowledgeable and you know what i mean we just built a bond and then after school we started uh basically linking up like i would i went back to virginia and i started making trips up to back up here you know what i mean because oh, i was like yo i gotta i gotta link up with this dude like he's doing it you know what i'm saying at the time he got he got out of school and started engineering at a dope studio so like a lot of the other kids they would get out of they got out of the class yeah. and then didn't do anything with their lives you know what i mean oh, like they, yeah they wasted they waste the opportunity definitely definitely Mixed in money time all that but long story short like i just knew he was making moves i knew i was making moves and i was like yo if there's one person i'm staying in touch with like throughout this whole thing it's going to be him you know what i mean so we were engineering for rock
1: bands at that time screamo like, <laughs> yeah crazy, that ass yeah beating on trash can yeah. crazy crazy Lincoln stuff linkin park type shit yeah yeah so, so where are you, so where are you from uh, originally from jersey uh, um. like south jersey uh lakewood ocean county um mm-hmm. and just grew up down there uh was DJing for a while, uh, decided to go to the, to IAR, which is the audio school we just spoke about. And, uh, I was going for basically DJ remixes, but then I ended up learning how to like move about Pro Tools and kind of like saw the ins and outs of Pro Tools and what that had to offer as far as engineering goes and editing Mm -hmm. and all the editing uh, options it has. And, uh, yeah, I saw I saw this kid abstract sitting in the corner <laughs> and uh, all the teachers would always come over to him with their headphones yeah. and listen to what he was doing. So I had to go over there and see what he, he was doing too. And that's kind of what like made us friends really mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, the interest and in seeing seeing what each other was doing and being competitive, really just going yeah. back and forth.
0: Dope. So so what's ex- for someone like me, I've never been to engineering school. I went to private college, not really gonna shop about right now, by older bread. But you know, I R, you know, what 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 is what is what is an engineering school like? Like what do you actually do outside of you know learning how to use Pro Tools and shit?
2: Okay, well, it's debatable on you know how in depth they go on certain things. I think okay. what I would tell people who haven't been there is I feel like they give you the foundation to build off of. Definitely. Okay. You know definitely. what I mean? Like long story short, they really um it's like it's broken down into four semesters. And the first semester is like very simple things like they sometimes they get into the mathematical ratios of like compression on somebody's vocals. They get into like um, the math behind certain things. They, They teach you about like, you know, frequencies and and how to like clean your mixes up and stuff. Uh they had a, 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 a soldering class where you can learn how to fix a board, like a, a soundboard, if it's broken. But
0: well, that's kind of dope.
2: Which I horribly... <laughs> like, that was my hardest class. Because, like, the technical <laughs> stuff, I knew all that. But I yeah. was like, yo, I'm not a solderer, bro. On yeah, like, some like, hardware like, shit. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, pass. yeah. Yeah, I sucked at that. But um, they teach you how to build your own mic cables. Like mm-hmm. They teach oh, okay. you all types of stuff. But law, But really... I think, you know, there's certain things they could improve on, but they definitely give you a foundation. And if
1: you're hungry enough, you can build off of it mm. after you get out of there. I can't say I became an amazing engineer from that yeah. school, yeah. but the baseline of what I knew and what I took into the first studio and the first uh, basically internship that I took, I got from that school. So, nice, you know,
0: so it provided an opportunity. Definitely. Did, yeah, I would say yeah, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. And the
2: connections, you, the people you meet in the classes is really one of the most important things cuz uh i mean Look we, at us. we built a company and there was, then there and was then... people
1: before us that that were built companies from yeah. from who they met in their classes too yeah. so yeah. you know it's it's just always been uh, a good networking situation almost Definitely. do they
0: do they come back and do people other people who were there come back and speak um to the classes or is it just more so like sometimes like, yeah yeah
1: sometimes they do yeah once we get a plaque they'll invite us back <laughs> 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 that's a fact <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's definitely a fact
0: <laughs> Nah, that's dope That's dope Okay, so um, From that Like, what's the time frame Between y'all actually Leaving school And then y'all Launching Fast Life uh, I would say Honestly
2: It was about um we, we linked back up Like, about a year After school Like, okay. I, I spent some time Back in Virginia Okay And then we linked up Probably around Maybe like a year After that I was like, you know what I spent one year in Virginia Bullshitting with my life <laughs> And I was kind of like i was still playing games you know what i'm saying and then uh i really realized like you know what i'm gonna dedicate 24 7 365 like i'm gonna cut off the world and i'm gonna really put my 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 energy into this yeah and so that was um maybe like uh 2010 2010 yeah so basically it's been about i would say
1: to answer that question it's been about six coming up on seven years so a a while well, we went on the college tour like two thousand ten and that's really when it all started. Yeah, yeah. He was DJing at the
2: time. Mm-hmm. So we went on a college tour and uh and that was that was that was good times.
0: What are some colleges you hit? Uh what's the name of that spot in Massachusetts?
2: We did a few. We did it like yeah. in some Connecticut, some Massachusetts. it was really up upper um like New England area.
0: Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Then honestly, the New England area is like the perfect place to feast. I oh, went yeah. to college in the New England area. I went to college in Rhode Island mm. and um a lot of college towns out there definitely. a lot of support up there definitely uh um, definitely a place uh a feasting ground
1: as i yeah, like to say yeah whatever. springfield massachusetts yeah. was big
0: yeah us. yeah 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 i have know when to school a lot of people who, who who went up who went to school up there or who are from there mm-hmm. but you know so so now we've fast forward now some years later right and when did you all actually open up the actual studio
1: uh, we, we got back from, we really slowed down the DJing and then we started managing a few recording studios, mm-hmm. uh, one in Jersey, like actually two in Jersey. Uh, then we did one in Brooklyn and then, uh, we decided to really, uh, open up, do our own spot, uh, a year ago. Yeah. yeah.
0: What, what, what's involved in man in managing? Cause I do see a lot of people, a lot of producers, they'll, you know, I guess like be the end be like the main engineer essentially mm-hmm. for the studio. Mm-hmm. And does that what? Is that what a man, what managing would be or it's, it's, it's basically
1: I mean. taking day to day operations of, oh. of the actual recording studio. Okay. Uh, and I mean, manage all the engineers basically at the studio and, mm. and, and do the time and try and bring new clients in. And that's basically one of the main, uh, jobs of managers to bring new clients into the studio. Yeah. Um, that's, that's basically always been the big thing. I mean, you can, you can push yourself ahead of a lot of people if you can, uh, bring people to, to a studio. Oh
0: dope so what so now you know the year that that year passed
1: whatever and then y'all opened up y'all own
0: studio what gave y'all that inspiration to say yeah we gonna do this shit right here
2: uh i can answer that one i think uh <laughs> the inspiration was really we were like he said we were managing the studio in brooklyn and then uh you know we just had our own view on how it should be ran and the owner. Of that particular studio Didn't really see it our way Yeah okay And that's fine of course You know like That's part of business Not that everybody's mm-hmm, gonna agree mm-hmm. But at the same time We felt like It was affecting How we were operating uh, And and we were like You know what We need total control In order to really paint Our pick Like our company And our picture The way we wanna paint it You know what I mean yeah. And and like to make moves That we wanna make So uh, you know that's what we had to do. We had to take that chance and it and it's paying off. So, you know, I'm happy that we did it for real. It's like, been the Best thing for us. Yeah, yeah. It was also a time in our lives where it was like, you know what? Like you know, you reach those times where it's like, you know what? It's now or never type thing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where it's like, yo, it's time. We're still young. We can make it happen, you know? Like why not do it
1: now? Absolutely. So, we, we're just trying to get and work with the most like top artists around, you know, want to work with the most upcoming people. So, we just wanted to build like a home and like a place where everybody would feel feel like they could make their first hit there, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely understand what it's like to try and build a... a- a home or have an environment for people to create you know I, this is the reason why we even in yeah, here right now definitely Thanks. you know um but y'all y'all have y'all location now it's times square mm-hmm. so how i mean that's a big selling point and stuff like yeah yo come and record whatever you know just take any train to, to yeah, come to times square basically. take any train and, and come through especially even for for um out of town or whatever it's like you, know, you can't not find Times Square it's nothing there's nothing too difficult about that
1: I just found the space and knew it was the opportunity at that moment and mm-hmm. it fit the budget that we were working with and mm. uh, I, we we just pulled the trigger as fast as we could we just knew for that all those reasons you just said uh, you know Hell yeah. it don't get there and plus it's it's plus it's even even more pluses I didn't I, you know there's offices and and uh, music businesses that are right around the corner From our mm-hmm, studio mm-hmm. right now That we didn't even know about Previous to moving in Shout know? out to Rock Nation Yeah, Rock hey. Nation right <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know Just been grateful and a blessing To to have gotten the space that we got And uh, you know, it's been a year uh, we, we plan on doing many more And you know, getting our first plaque in that studio That's yeah.
0: what's up, that's what's up Okay, so um, Y'all opened the studio You started getting um, art. Well, you, obviously you you were already accustomed to managing a studio so you knew that in art right, we got this place now we have to find artists to come in and record and blah 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 so who are some of the artists that y'all feel like talking about because I know it's Ploy, which you which probably might not want to mention <laughs> but, What were some artists y'all feel like talking about that yeah. came through um, to the yeah, studio and record
1: I mean me and Abs always had a following uh, you know Abs beats have, have always attracted a lot of people to come through and mm-hmm. I just happen to be an engineer so it's just been a tag team back and forth and, yeah. and uh, I mean we, you know Moving from studio to studio, we've had people come with us. I mean, I've been working with people for, you know, six, seven years at this wow, point. You know, wow. I've been, I have kids that that I I work with, produce for, engineer for. They were 18 at one time, and now mm-hmm. now they're they're older. They have kids. It's just, it's That's just cool. it's just cool to to see everybody grow and, and and help them as their music grows and and you know to help them get somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well,
1: to to what I think
2: honestly in terms of like who who we got coming through, like the obviously the first person. On my mind is of course Young Paris. Cause yep. He's yeah. got a project dropping Definitely. coming up.
0: Yep, March
2: twenty fourth. March yep, March twenty fourth. Afro Beats is the name of the project, so mm-hmm. it's gonna be fire. It's been a blessing to work with him, and I mean, as he's saying, like as we've been moving from studio to studio, like the clients are getting bigger, the people that we're working with is getting bigger, so it's it's been dope. But I mean, uh, this Paris project is gonna be serious, so I'm looking forward to it.
0: So all right so let's 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 talk about Young Paris for a little while. Definitely. Um, so Young Paris um young dude literally out of out of Paris family from the Congo, right? Yes. Now I went looking up cuz I mean I've been familiar with him or what I've listened to some of his songs that you know have crossed my path or whatnot. but his sound is crazy in itself. Like just a mad I mean like my my family's not from the United States, so I already like my my brain itself is already tuned to hear different sounds and be open to different sounds. Itself, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But I think like from what I heard, it was EDM ish slash hip hop ish slash like something. You know what 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 is it like to have to create for someone like that? Well, I mean, one thing I do like about Paris is he's he is versatile
2: in his own world. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he he will do kind of like a deep house record that's like all of it is african influence Mm -hmm, but like mm -hmm. he'll do like a deep house record that's kind of got like some trance like influence to it and then he'll turn around and do a very like um organic like you know record with with like all real drums and you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. his sound
1: he like he he bridges over a few different uh sounds you know so um i think it's about just us being like real producers like we're able to flex and, and move in different ways so like it's not always about creating a beat for him it's about mm-hmm. creating a vibe for him yeah, yeah yeah. like you have to create the energy that he wants to to be on mm-hmm. not it doesn't always it's, it doesn't always seem like a beat it always it almost seems like something different sometimes
0: yeah what so let's just for people who aren't familiar necessarily with with some of the terms that the so what is trance and what is house for people who have okay. never listened to either of the two
2: Okay, well, I mean, (laughs) my description because you're gonna get a lot of like definitely, definitely. I've actually looked up other people's descriptions because it's very interesting. (laughs) Like, how there's so many different types of house music. Yeah, yeah, but um, but like my description is trance is like it's very um, like there's a lot of fade in and out. Like it's a it's a um, it's kind of to me it's drug music. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I look at it, Uh but. Uh like there's a lot of like long fades in and out there's a lot of um like it'll sit in one spot for a while it mm-hmm. takes a long time to develop sometimes Okay. Uh house music house music is really a, a broad range of different you know there's a lot of subgenres of house music. Okay. I can I kind of consider trance a subgenre of suppose, house music, gotcha. but you know I might get fried by a real <laughs> house person. But I mean uh yeah there's a lot of different types of house music um but my, I I like I like uh you know I'm not into like really big room house. That was the sound of like, um, like an example is like the hard sense like LMFAO style, like mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like, like that kind of like hard hitting. Remember what Pitbull was doing? Like, yeah, copy? yeah. Like that's like big house, uh, you know the way that i has been described to me. I'm more of a fan of like deeper house, which is like that, like. It's like a lot of dark chords and like it's very like um like a, a lot of low frequencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my favorite type of house, but um the more druggy music. Yeah, it's definitely more druggy <laughs> music. A lot of like the low vocals and you know you hear that like it's like it sounds like the vocals are like tuned down a little yeah. bit. Yeah, uh,
0: I like that. I like that type of stuff. So I want to. I'm like I feel like I'm jumping all over the place, but I, no, again, cool. as a like as someone who actually likes production, like I'm I'm actually really excited about this conversation, right? So. How is it how is it trying to explain to someone who doesn't know shit about music, uh, like what you do? He does that every day. <laughs> how do how how do you do it? How do you break it? How do you, you know, make it into layman terms? Mm, I personally I mean,
2: really, it's identifying with their vocabulary, you know what okay. I'm saying? Like I uh a lot of times you got to like, you know, oh sorry, with somebody like Paris, like mm. he's very in tune with like he's very smart. He'll be like, yo, I want you to take this frequency and, and notch it down. And like, you know what I mean? Like he, mm. he hears things like he's very good with his ear. Some people who aren't so good with their ear, you have to explain it in terms of like they'll just be like, I want it bigger or I want it. I want it. um You know, like I want it to sound like it's like you know, in a club or in my face. You know what I mean? Like, and you have to like, just take your own interpretation of that. Yeah. So like, if somebody says to me, like they want it, like, uh, they want like a bigger sound, like, you know, I might compress it more or bring it out to the front more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's just, you have to like interpret it. It's really like, you got to know the language and then kind of like, and like translate it in your head and kind of process the, what, you know, to get what they want.
1: The the best way I, I could say is with, like, the artist is an artist, but we help them create their paint. We help yeah. them you choose the colors that they choose to paint with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know we help we know what what paintbrush they should use at this moment. We just have the the experience of making a hundred records compared to uh, to to the ten that they've made in the past yeah ten ten you know ten months or whatever mm-hmm. you know just the experience of what we have and what we what we've seen is just able to to shape and mold what what they have in their head and make it better and that's really the whole goal is to make it better
0: gotcha so so let's go back to you let's go to you direct for a second now people i feel personally that a lot of people overlook the engineer and the engineering side of this right so to, can you explain to people like what you do to to any artist's sound, particularly like to their voice or to whether you have to you know uh, reach out reach out to the abstract and say, "Yo, I need this beat to sound a little a different way." Like, how? Like, explain your process.
1: Uh, the first thing, really, uh, is just really. I try and get them to to say the song out loud before they even go in the the, the studio, just because. Confidence needs to be basically the number one thing that's coming from the artist. If if they're not confident with what they're saying, or uh, they don't believe in what they're saying a hundred percent, or they just wrote it, it just it never comes off exactly like like it's easy, like it's you, like it's mm-hmm. like like I would say, like it's water. Believable. Yeah, yeah, exactly, believable. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, first thing I have them do that, then then you know they lay the song down and, and we we check out the structure of the song and, okay. and, and in, in comparison to to you know, how many bars they're, they're, they're rapping or, or how many, you know, whatever they're singing. And, uh, you know, we adjust the structure wise and, and just the beat and, uh, you know, maybe some lyrics and, yeah. and then, uh, the whole time while the, all that is going on, I'm on, I'm on the computer, uh, adjusting levels of of the microphone, uh, making sure nothing's clipping, uh, meaning too loud or mm-hmm. uh, to, to make the mic sound crazy. Uh, you know, adding effects, delays, uh, tuning the voice because most people swear they know how to sing, but they, (laughs) 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 uh, and then, uh, yeah. And you know, then, then just keep adjusting levels and making things better. Uh,
0: and you're doing all this live. Yeah. So people, again, I mean, I find that people just, when they, when they think of producer, they think of someone like Abstract, like they think of someone who's just making the beats, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, yo, you just yo, just do the beat, or whatever. And I'm gonna just rap on it, or yeah. I'm gonna just sing on it, or whatever it is. And I feel like there's so much more involved in that, and that's why I really appreciate, you know, the collaborative effort that the both of y'all put together, or whatever. Because I just feel like there's so much more to music that people overlook. Mm. Um, some of it is, um, some of it is ignorance just from the fact that they don't, they haven't been um, involved to it to that to that level. Yeah. Um, and some of it is just like, yo, like I just. I just think, yo, beat, 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 yeah. beat, thus, you know, abstract. Yeah. Well, like yeah. an
1: engineer, like, it's it's weird just how the music industry has evolved. this just been weird because an engineer and a producer used to be two different things. And, yeah. But then it kind of can be, nowadays can kind of be the same thing, but it still can also be separate. Yeah. You know what I mean? An engineer, in the technical sense, is just a person that is basically making sure all the levels are correct the and the... Mm. And the the, the It's being recorded properly mm-hmm. And then you would have a producer That's not the producer that makes the beat But another producer that sits on the couch In the back and says Yeah that's good you should do it this way Yeah, yeah. that's bad you should do it this way From my experience mm. at this harmony mm. From And that's that's the producer in that sense And then you have the producer of the sense of The person that actually makes the music Or constructs the music Yeah. And then in, even below that That producer could have the musicians That make the music that he produces. Yes. <laughs> so you can actually have an engineer, two producers, and maybe even another executive producer all working on one and song the one at song. the same time. And it could all just get What
0: is it? What is it like
1: to have that many hands in a pot?
0: Um it's it it you know,
2: it varies. Sometimes it goes really well, sometimes it can, you know, there can be clashes. Mm. I you, I think the real key is compromise in certain areas. You know what yeah. I mean like cuz In terms of, like, all that, and then you got songwriters, you got the artists, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, it could be, you know, luckily we do a lot, we wear a lot of hats, you know what I mean? So we could fill a lot of shoes, Mm -hmm. but, you know, in certain scenarios, you know, some sessions or some artists will bring in, like, ten people, you know, you got the, the two songwriters, uh you know, a vocal coach, uh yeah. you know, a producer who wants to co produce with us, then you got like so you got like five These are all
1: people. people that should be in the session at all times, but because people don't have budgets nowadays, they yeah. don't Yeah. These yeah people yeah. are missing from sessions. Damn. And that's and that's why music is not as good as it used to be because yeah. there's not all this experience helping people make music. Yeah. yeah. It's just, definitely. It requires a budget for a lot for everybody
2: to be there. So, I mean, but long story short, like, when in those scenarios, like, you know, you do have to compromise at some points, like, you know, because I song write too. So, at times, mm-hmm. like, if, if somebody's, like, I've pitched out what I thought were great ideas, you know what I'm saying? And then somebody will be, like, somebody will come with an idea that I might think is not as dope, uh-huh. but you have to fight certain battles, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, yeah. you're not going to win everyone, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just have to trust, you have to also trust the people that you're working with and, and trust that it's going to come out how how you want it to you know what i mean so i mean you know you do got to compromise but it's also about like being able to explain your thought process and why you think certain things might work and you know it's just uh it's just being a being the energy has to be right you know yeah it's a collaborative effort so
0: all right so going back going back so we have again young paris march 24th yeah afro beats now yeah. i looked this up because i had a i've had this internal strife with this word afro slash afro beats mm. right now, when I googled it and I, I I I checked out Young Paris's explanation, it made sense, but it was still kind of like, wait a minute. So Afrobeat is the the actual genre or i guess the the historic genre of what afrobeat comes from and you know there's a whole this whole history behind that we're not getting into right now you know what's
2: crazy he dropped a video on ig like basically breaking it down exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i did i did so
0: people definitely go and go go and check that out right and then we have afrobeats which after hearing his explanation, it also actually makes sense. Yeah, because this is 2017. Mm-hmm. I mean, matter of fact, I'm also another podcast called the PLC Report. We spoke to these guys. Um, shout out to um Abe and Andre from Radio. Shout out to Trinidad in general, right? And we had this we had this conversation that yep. um music, especially in the Black and Brown Diaspora, is now like merging. You oh, know, yeah. in Soca, you'll hear you'll hear a ton of Afrobeat. Um, uh, inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Right. People had a huge uproar last year with views having tons of reggae and not even necessarily soca, but definitely tons of reggae and dancehall. Um, and inspiration. Yeah. Right. So, but now hearing Afro beats with the S at the end, I understand it because it's gonna take from me. Yo, he's from he's from Paris. Yeah. Like yeah. he's not from the United. If someone from like when Tiger Tiger dropped Tiger dropped a song a dancehall inspired song and I was uh-huh. like, what the fuck. You yeah, know, you yeah, like yeah, I've yeah. never seen you touch foot on any island. I've never seen right. you everybody's just N- jocking
2: the fucking Yeah, you know in, what I mean.
0: So you know, so I, I I do enjoy this, but you know, Afrobeats, right? Yes. What sounds are we gonna hear on this project? I don't even know if you could even explain it because it's type crazy.
2: Well, okay, hopefully Paris is satisfied with this explanation. <laughs> My personal take on Afrobeats is it's a modern, it's like modern day sounds blended with the traditional okay afro music you know okay. What I mean? so basically think about like like we might make a uh, a beat with like it's got the traditional afro beats rhythm to it mm-hmm. you know what i mean but then we might add like some trap hi-hats kind of mm-hmm. in there okay or like okay. S- little elements of what's going on today to make it relatable to to the american market you mm-hmm. know what i mean so that's my take on afro beats uh he,
1: is, he's he describes it a little bit like more general though he's yeah. like he 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 just wants to uplift the whole culture but at this yeah. point anybody that's basically African and that's rapping on music that's afro beats to him mm-hmm. okay okay L- like that's he he's opening up even a more just just broader spectrum to mm-hmm. to it and uh, he just he just wants to see African people that are like he definitely does n- like uh that's their homeland he wants to see them rapping anything. rapping on yeah. anything he wants yeah. to, and that's afro beats to him, and that's why he put the s on it, it just yeah. Now yeah.
0: that in itself,
1: that in itself
0: is gonna cause. Is gonna cause. I won't even. I don't even want to use the word controversy. I think that that in itself is gonna um, uh, invite conversation. Yeah, yeah. Because I find like a lot of people. <sighs> because of the because people are so afraid of appropriation and appropriation has become this Mm -hmm. huge trigger word like i say appropriation people like you're triggering me you know it's just like (laughs) there's a lot of a lot of people you know feel like their their inspiration their background their culture is being snatched from and i can understand that to a perspective right but particularly when it's when it's um like and anyone from africa should be able to say yo i want to try this Because at the end of the day, we all came from here. So, thus, if I'm dabbling in this, that, and the third, whatever, there should be no, there should be no issue, you mm-hmm. know. I, the, on the other, on another perspective now, um, and I think people who've never left the country would um, may not understand this, especially when we talk about this appropria- appropriation conversation. But American media, mm-hmm. into the American entertainment industry, is a global industry. Mm-hmm. If you you can touch. You can touch foot on almost every single, you know, developed country on the planet and you will hear something from America. Yep. That's that's an absolute fact. You know, and when music is made or when T V is made or when anything is made, it's with the with the idea that it needs to pop in America because if it pops in America it's gonna It's the biggest market. It's gonna pop everywhere else. Or at least it's gonna be it's gonna be seen everywhere else, right? So I can see why, I like, and you know, I know why people, you know, why why it needs to sound like this, right? How do you feel when, you know, how did you even feel when, when, you know, when young Paris, when I started to work with young Paris, and I said, okay, oh shit, like now we gotta, you know, dive into this. Like, what was that experience like?
2: There was a lot of things going. There was a lot of things for me going through my head. I mean, at first. I'm going to keep it 100 cuz mm-hmm. I was like we we I've been doing like trap beats and I was doing like EDM beats. Mm-hmm, so when mm-hmm. he came to me, the first thing I had to do was I didn't want it to come off fake or I didn't want it to come off as if I didn't know the the culture. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, so yes. so I definitely did a lot of studying in terms of like the rhythms mm-hmm, and the patterns mm-hmm. and the in the bounce and and uh and like the the they have a lot of like sometimes you'll hear some off rhythms like off like that aren't really used in american music yeah and so i wanted to be familiar with that because i don't want to sit here and do like a corny beat you know my my first few times at it i'm not going to lie my first few times it didn't sound like i had the soul or the rhythm that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. was necessary to to make it but i kept working at it you know what i'm saying i kept yeah. and i and i really dove into it did a lot of research and, and made sure that i was Familiar with what I was doing because I didn't mm-hmm. want to come off like on like uh you know like you said I didn't want to be on the other side of it which is like the yeah. appropriation like I'm yeah I'm watering it down and shit mm-hmm. like that you know mm-hmm. what I mean so um but I'm curious to see what your thoughts on are, are on that because uh like for me you know I just it, it was it was definitely a new task luckily we had just came off of working with uh, Nitty Scott which was yep. another task
0: Yeah shout shout out to Nitty man oh definitely oh
1: shout God. out to Nitty shout out to Nitty for sure uh, I mean when I started working on the Paris. Uh, the whole CD was It was just different Um It was just A lot more Uh Effects Uh That we were using Um A lot more delays On everything Uh mm-hmm. he, he He likes his delays And I mean it, Delays are just Big things that help With the vibe too You know yeah. Spe- Delay Reverb Uh You just get this crazy Uh Energy off of that Type of stuff So uh also, the big thing that he was doing in his project was a lot of looping. Uh, okay. He would loop vocal sets, and uh, that was definitely one thing that I uh, hadn't done in a while. And I actually uh, started to enjoy it a little bit more. Uh, and I think that uh, so, like, he, he he would have this one section of a song, and he'll make the vocal uh, loop which would be two bars and he'll loop that for that same piece for eight bars and then he'll make another layer of a vocal over top of that yeah singing a different melody or saying something else and then we'll loop that and then over top of that he'll do something else yeah that kind of remind me like i i'm not i wouldn't say i mean
0: i don't want to get killed by no house people (laughs) right but i i feel like I, i like house a lot you know um i'm i've been in clubs in barbados where houses playing i'm just like yeah he's like rocking out whatever no goddamn words straight Mm. beat but i love that shit i feel like i feel like um because of where because of where he grew up whatever he grew up in europe you know you you, like you want to hear that type of music Mm. and you want to rap on that
1: at the same time and it's like
0: well how do you merge those two and i'm actually appreciated both y'all actually found a way to make that to make that happen yeah
1: yeah He, he he's uh he sings very melodic and it doesn't take away from the music at all mm-hmm. that's basically uh one of the biggest things in the project is that none of his vocals or anything is really taking away from the music it's all about this big beat that's just playing that he wants you to dance to yeah uh yeah There's there's crazy stuff i wouldn't even be able to sur- survive on the dance floor to some of the songs <laughs> <laughs> to some of the songs that he's got you got to
0: you got to you got to dance to one song take A break, you know, just walk to the oh, bar, they, like, Hey, oh, yeah, I'm gonna get up. Nah, yeah, they, they wouldn't let me leave. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, okay, so you know, um, he had put out what was it two projects before this one coming out now? Yep, how much study, how much back study did you have to do just on his music? Not even the sound itself, not even the overall sound of having to learn, you know, the afrobeats rhythm, and stuff like that, but how much music of his previous in particular? To,
2: yeah, uh, I, I mean, well, the first time I heard of him, um, you know, Rashida. Mm -hmm. she Rashida, yeah definitely shout out to rashida mini mogul yeah mini mogul (laughs) yep um so she sent me his music right yeah and um when i first heard it the very first song i heard i was like oh this is something different something (laughs) real different so you know i went and listened to basically the whole african vogue uh Mm -hmm, cd mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. was released at the time and then um we did a lot of re- i did a, a lot of listening in my headphones to that and then i was i started creating based off of that you know yeah, yeah. then i then i started opening my spectrum to a lot of different afro artists you know mm-hmm, what i mean mm-hmm. and um i was listening to you know a lot of like you know he he actually was you know giving me a few artists to listen to Yeah. like uh he right now he it seems like he's a big fan of wizkid mm-hmm, um, he's got mm-hmm. a few other people that he that he likes and uh i listened to what they're doing versus what he had out and i just kind of combined a little bit of each you know element yeah and uh yeah but there was definitely some research necessary for sure like it's not one of those things you just jump into and you know what i'm saying like you got to really study his craft
0: it was uh it was two artists um two artists i listened to from the continent um wiz kid and black coffee those mm. two oh, yeah. those two artists are the only ones. Shout out to the Sobering Podcast. They put me on to Black Coffee. But like, those two are the only ones I listen to, whatever. And then, you know, here in Young Paris, being able to kind of like tie together. It's so, it was so funny. Sometimes, like, especially in 2017, mm-hmm. you know, I want to like just like put a map on a wall and just like put a pin. I'm like, yeah, so this sound comes from here. Yeah. And <laughs> then this artist came from, lives, or was born here. And then now this artist is over here. And you have like this crazy triangle of, of yo, intercontinental It'll be music. a never
1: ending web, yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah so like the globalization of music right now like how, how how exciting or is it exciting i mean it's exciting to me but how exciting is it is it exciting for y'all um to, you know, to i open think the spectrum, it's i
1: think it's helped our our whole entire production company in general mm-hmm. because uh a few years ago, beat makers could have done very well in the industry, but now you actually have to be a producer. You have to yeah. be versatile. You can't yeah. just make a beat. You have to be able to make any type of music that that people need now because it's also cross cross-pollinated, yeah. you know, you know it, it's, it's not a rapper coming to, to, to do a rap song, it's a rapper coming to possibly do a pop song, yeah. or a pop artist coming to possibly do a rap song. It's, yeah. it's, you never know, and mm-hmm. you, never, you never even really know where the song could take you. A song could call for, for rap drums, and it's a pop track. Think about
2: this. Think about how much, like every, if you think about it, it goes beyond music really, but I'll stick to the music for right now, but everything is getting blended. Mm -hmm. Every single thing that you can imagine is getting blended. Like Mm -hmm. even in terms of music, think about like rappers are now singing, Yeah. singers are now rapping, like he said, uh, you know, like genres are getting crossed. Mm -hmm. Like everything is like rappers aren't even rappers anymore. Rappers are now fashion icons, fashion icons are rappers. Everything is blended. You know what I mean? So, uh. I think it's exciting if you know how to capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you know... You got to stay a step ahead of everything. Like, what can I cross that hasn't been crossed yet? Yeah. Or what can mm-hmm. I... um, What can, what elements can I take from that hasn't been used yet and then put it into something that people are familiar with? And then you win. It's a win-win because it's yeah. something new but still familiar to people. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's my take on it, personally.
0: That's, that's not... That's what's up. Honestly, I think... I think that... In 2017, and I keep saying that shit, but first of all, it's fucking crazy to me that it is 2017. Like, <laughs> yo, know, I, I was in fucking sixth grade when Y... I remember Y2K. You yeah, where were we supposed to die? Like, we were supposed we were to die. We were, we were supposed to die in Mad Thomas. But, you know, Y2K... I remember Y2K, so I was in goddamn 17 now. And the world... People are now realizing the world's a bigger place. Yeah. You know? Like, there are a lot of people... Um, I mean, even now, like a lot of people still live in this ignorance and in this, in this ignorant world. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't, don't want to make it seem like that's a that's a negative thing, but I do kind of judge people who are ignorant. But anyway, um, I think that this the globalization of everything Mm -hmm. you know so you you shout out social media for for opening doors for people who definitely had no who possibly didn't have any opportunity to to do any type of do any type of things whatever there's you know do you think there's even a way that people find out about young paris here in the united states whatever or him even get all get his music all the way over here if there isn't social media i don't know there's no youtube there's no twitter no facebook Mm -hmm. yeah i I don't know you know like
1: definitely need a lot more budget Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Hell what yeah. It, if it didn't have the social media. But it
2: yeah. I mean, that you just it's really about for him, it's just about taking advantage of of those platforms, like you said. Like mm-hmm. cause everything is like we have the internet now. Like people are more conscious because we can yeah. connect to any part of the world at any moment at in our lives. Any moment. So I mean, really, that's how we uh I met Rashida. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like literally on Instagram. So it's like you gotta be able to take advantage, like as a even outside of music as a business owner or as anybody who wants to make moves or influence the world like you have to take advantage of of having that at your fingertips you know what I mean so yeah. you know I think for artists like they're able to you know somebody in Africa could pop over here mm-hmm. if if uh, you know if it's you know getting if it makes its way onto the viral you know vine stream that yeah. that Facebook has or that you know Instagram has where people start reposting and reposting mm-hmm. you
0: know what I mean that shit pop mad quick yeah yeah so you know the project drops March twenty fourth. Prior to that, you know, people who you know may not have been paying attention or or whatnot, whatever, they're gonna see two to them regardless of where y'all from or not. They're gonna <laughs> see two white guys yep. that produce Young Paris project called Afro Beats. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck what they are gonna say. We, What's your response to them?
1: We didn't make all the beats. <laughs> 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 we Yo. we we just recorded and mixed it. Uh, we we produced a one beat on the project. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're humbled to be a part of the project, and, yeah. and you know we, we studied we studied a lot of of, of the culture and the music, and uh, we we promise we did it justice. We promise yeah. we did it. Yeah, justice.
2: I think I think my take on it is, it's like to me, I think it only becomes appropriation to me when somebody is, when you're a culture vulture, you know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? When mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. when you're taking from and not giving to the culture, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like. I wanted to, like he said, we wanted to do research and do it justice. So, it's like we're giving something versus taking something. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we're giving you an ill project. We're giving you, like, you know, an advance. Like, we're helping advance the the whole sound in the culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus taking that and then, like, you know, turning it into a pop, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, thing. You know what I mean? So.
0: No, I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. All right. Okay, cool. So, now. Previous to this, y'all yeah, had worked with some some local artists or whatnot, whatever. Y'all yeah, mentioned Nitty, right? Um, y'all yeah, worked with it. Was it Mano as well? Yeah, Mano. Uh, yep. yep, we
2: did Mano. Um, that was uh, K- KOB
0: Three was the name of the mixtape. Mm-hmm. So uh,
2: yeah, we did a track called uh, "Getting to the Money." Yeah, and uh, that was a dope track. And uh, you know, we got some more things coming up with Mano too. So. So there,
0: so there's a lot of versatility with the sound yeah, coming out of Fast like Yeah, yeah. How do y'all? How do y'all do it? Like where? How? What are you? What are some of your inspirations? Oh man. Well,
2: I'm gonna let him answer that in a second. But me personally, I think, um I early on I was influenced a lot by Timberland and Pharrell because I grew okay. up in, in Virginia. Yep,
0: I and mean, that makes a ton of
2: sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and their sound like. I still miss that a little bit because yeah. it's like nowadays
1: everybody sounds the same. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like you got your drum sense from is from mm-hmm. those two mainly.
2: Bro, I used to walk around like I would bump like clips in in Pharrell, and then I would bump Timberland. Like I would like just be listening to it nonstop, like because it was so ill. Like it was just a different different patterns, and it was a different tempo. Everything was different. And, yeah. But the thing about it is like. While their while their beats did sound a lot alike with mm-hmm. each other, like you could hear a beat and be like, "That's a Timberland beat." Mm-hmm, but definitely, it definitely. was different. Like no one else was really doing that. You know what I mean? Like like right now, when you hear a trap beat, you don't know who made it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like you're like, I don't know. So I appreciate the originality from them. But in terms of what is going on today, I am like you know, it's funny that I say that and then I turn around and say this. But I am a fan of like 808 Mafia. Yeah, you know, um, I just like how their joints hit. Uh, I learned a lot about 80, you know, like how to how to mix my records that way. Mm-hmm. Um and uh who else is really doing uh who else is really doing you know i don't know i don't really in terms of trap music it's really just like it's all the same kind of so yeah but uh i don't know i'm I'm curious to i'm curious to know it's all the same
0: it is and and he's
1: gonna go home and make a trap beat everyone (laughs) trap is fun i'm not gonna lie trap is fun
0: no it definitely is fun it's It's fun i grew up i went to high school north carolina so I, and I yeah. was from 2002 to 2006. So okay. I li- word, word. I li- I was in char in Charlotte. So I was literally four hours away from what became the perfect breeding ground for hip hop right now. I watched that whole thing. I remember listening to it. And I'm like, yo, like I like this shit, but it's not rap. It's not rap. I hate this. It's not rap. <laughs> Right, and um, I say that to say that I also bought Lil John. I bought Little Jon's CD. Yeah, so I bought his yeah, album. Yeah. So uh, you know, judge me, judge me if you if you will. <laughs> nah, uh, Little John used to bump. You know, uh, I definitely was definitely a huge fan of Ti, huge fan of Luda, um, because they t- they sound more like the prototypical rapper coming from New York City or whatever. But yeah. then like a lot of crime mob, a lot of three six, a lot of people three who six, a lot of people who I ju- who I who I generally just you know um. I didn't see them as like the, this prototypical rapper. Like I didn't see them as like bars, bars, bars type people, right? So now that this this new this I mean it's not even new no more, but this genre of trap that's come mm-hmm. out, right? The shit makes sense. It makes sense. Like it did. yo, four four years ago, mm-hmm, seven years ago, two about two thousand and ten, uh uh Migos would have dropped anything. Migos would have put out. I'd be like, oh, this shit's wax, man. Like, yeah. fuck what are you talking about? They ain't even fucking saying nothing. Ah, ah. And now I fucking drop, yo. Bad and booty come on! I turned to a whole different person. Yeah, word. You know what I'm saying? Cult, you know, shout shout out to them and and, and culture. Like, cult, I fucking I play culture every day. What's you know that? What
2: I'm is it what's that? Um, track. Uh, is it slippery? Slippery? Oh it? my god! Yeah. You know, I'm still, not,
0: I'm still not a big Gucci fan, but I respect Gucci now. Whereas you know, when I was living in South, I was like, fuck it, Gucci, man. You know. Yeah. So you know, I I definitely like where the sound has gone. I like that producers. And engineers Mm -hmm. and artists all get in the goddamn room and say, yo, let's create this sound. You know, it may not be the most lyrical shit you've ever heard, Mm -hmm. but it definitely sounds fucking great. It's a vibe. It's It's a vibe. vibe. There
2: you go. I think, yeah, like, you you really got to know where, like personally that's why i like being in the club a lot cuz mm, mm. that's when you catch the vibe of them like you really have to live in the music to yeah. to understand trap music or to understand like any any genre really you know what mm. i mean like you have to live in that moment and and be like okay this is what's influencing these people to you know what i'm saying like so yeah. i like Bad and bougie, like, I'm not listening to what he's saying. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I might, you know, if I'm listening to it, my headphones on the way to the gym or something. But, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if I'm in the club, like, I'm turning up. Because it's, yeah. it's, like, the bass is hitting a certain way. His voice, like, it's, it's, a, it's it all, it makes sense then. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, you got to, to me, I like to live in it. You know what I mean? I like to live in it. And then I can
1: understand it.
0: Nice.
2: But like I'm a big fan of Rich the Kid. If you <laughs> Rich the Kid
1: is dope, he he does not like Rich the Kid. I can tell. Nah,
2: we, why not? Why is
0: that? I mean, I don't. I, it's it's not not that I don't like him. It's that I'm very picky. Like I'm very picky just in general. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And there's just certain sounds that just fit fit sonically <laughs> for me, and just certain shit just don't yeah, sonically yeah, touch. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, but I, I I find myself not saying things are trash anymore. You know? No, you can't yeah there's no such thing as. Yeah, there's no yeah. such, exactly yeah. Yeah. i feel like <laughs> it doesn't matter i feel coming because yo for me i'll be in a club and i'll hear bad and bougie and i'll be like yeah they're about, they about to play they about to play um uzi part and they'll cut it off and i'm like yo y'all wallet uzi, uzi, uzi black and people yeah. hate Low uzi yeah. you know and it's like i like him a lot uh, yeah. why because that's just what so- sonically it fits you know, it when I hear it, it doesn't it doesn't annoy me. People hate Young Thug. I fucking love Young Thug. <laughs> sonically, it makes it. My friend called him. Um, his, they sonic, said they they, they they said his voice is. He said his voice is like a musical instrument. I love that shit. Yeah, There's yep. some people who just I, they all played. I'm like, uh... why? Did you, just, you just let the beat play. I don't want to. Don't talk. Don't mm-hmm. talk. Don't talk. So, uh, but direct. now I definitely have a question for you though. Um, specifically about like you previously being a DJ and now being an engineer um do you find yourself you know ever like playing with playing with like sounds mixing sounds and like putting out like i don't know, like a mix track or something like that with just nothing but nothing but sounds i know a lot of like like i don't know, like a david ghetto or or screw next some shit will like mer- you know play mm-hmm. with music whatever and it's like merge it together so mm-hmm. definitely oh, you dive with, into.
1: within the next few months i think we're gonna start dropping stuff as fast life uh as fast life the duo mm-hmm. um, okay okay so so i think that that question really pertains to that uh yeah, we we we're making music for ourselves all the time. Hey. We're that's what we do. Um, we we I feel like we got as good as we are by making music for ourselves, mm-hmm. and people are just now being attracted to what we've always done to our stuff, and we're actually getting to do it to their stuff now. So yeah, um, we're always we're always creating sounds and doing new stuff. So we're just waiting for the right time to to drop and you know make our mark on the world. That's like, right. just like young Paris is about to do. That's
0: yeah, fine. That's fine. So Nitty got a project coming out this spring as well.
1: Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Shout Final, out to Nitty. Yeah, shout out Nitty, finally we got like this Rita. project.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. Nah, uh, Nitty's family. Um, she got the the creature project's crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: Thirteen crazy. songs of just back to back fire. Uh, there's one joint that we co-produced with uh, our boy Farrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and shout out to P, man. Mm-hmm. That's uh. So yeah, we we did we we produced all the tracks on that joint, and and uh, that's what the big difference between this and the that and the Paris situation is. We got all the beats on that one. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh,
0: how how um how long you been working with Nitty? Uh,
1: man, it's, been, it's been like a year, year and a half. Year now. and a half. Yeah, yeah.
2: And it's been crazy ride, cause uh we we went through a lot in terms of like when we started out like we had a lot of like uh we everything was done ourselves by the Mm -hmm. way there was no like there was no label there was no outside involvement yeah it was all us it was just us and nitty and feral yeah so it was like uh you know we had a lot of setbacks due to that like in terms of like she went through personal things then we had the uh we switched studios like that was in the time that we got our own studio Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so like to see it all come together And and like finally have a final product that you know is stamped and it's so fire like especially you'll hear a lot of the Timberland and Pharrell influence on that like because that was when we were able to play with like that was our first introduction to like new culture and new sound like she was like you know I want to I want to like take this like uh latina and african music and blend it into yeah, trap music so yeah. it's like yo there's so many like different sounds on there it's very like
0: sonically different that's dope and i'm glad i dropping it in spring too like i know oh it's perfect
1: it has got a springtime vibe oh, yeah, yeah that's oh, what yeah. i that's
0: what i figured that's what i figured when you said when you said afro latina i'm instantly thinking someone uh someone else dropped this uh a song last year and it had like an Afro Latina feel to it, and I just as soon as I heard, I'm like, "Oh, this sounds like Washington Heights." Like yeah, I, yep. I used to live up there, so like every time I used to be walking home like one, two o'clock in the morning, whatever, after um after one train, I'd just be hearing the sound. I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is fire." So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm ex- I'm excited for it as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, she's she's great, man. She's great. She got the bars and. That's the exact feel that it's got, that Washington Heights, like, Spanish feel to it, the whole entire project. Yo,
2: on some real shit, she's definitely one of the dopest rappers, like, I've ever heard. Really? She's fire. She's fire. She's very underrated. Like, she hasn't gotten the credit that she deserves yet.
0: Yeah. She's fire. I feel like a lot. Fire. I feel like there's a a lot of people who um, don't get credit for what they've done, particularly for how long they've done it. Yeah. And particularly if they're a woman, like people overlook a lot of the aspects. Like I know a lot of people who've heard of Nitty, but haven't listened to her music it's like, oh yeah, she looks good. And it's like, yeah, but she's also an artist. Oh, like there's yeah. mad, there's mad other aspects to her mm-hmm. that you. It's like, she's basically poured her, poured her soul out to you, whatever through her music. And you've ignored it just because she looks good or <laughs> whatever. Like, come on, son. Like there's so much more to that.
2: I mean, you know what? Like, I think, I think, Yes, that is true, but I also think, I think there's other people like like what you're describing. There's a lot of people who don't get the exact credit that they deserve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like there are reasons for everything, mm-hmm. and but I also feel like yeah, that is part of it too. Like I feel like uh, I feel like she does kind of um, you know, of course I I read the comments. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'll go on her videos and read the comments. And people will be like, yeah. oh yeah, look at them teasing or something. You, you know? know, they'll say something wild, and like she knows it. She acknowledges mm-hmm. it. She mm-hmm. she says it. She makes jokes about it and all that. But. Um, I mean, you know, you have to make a conscious decision. Like, are you going to play into that or are you not going to play into that? Absolutely. And she, she's chosen to, you know what I mean? Like, you know, she, she looks good. She, she plays into her image and mm-hmm. I think it benefits her, you know? Like yeah. it's, it's kind of like what this new project is about her old project. She was very like uh she was talking about how her manager used to like make her wear certain clothes and yeah. not really show her body off and stuff like that and now she's embracing that so the project kind of it even touches on those subjects you know what i mean like she'll dope, talk when, dope, she's feeling dope. herself a lot more like yeah. so i think uh i think that'll benefit her so that way now it's like people have to acknowledge her music you know what i mean yeah. like
0: i like he will are more relatable you know like it's 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 one thing like yo this is new york city everybody got bars yeah, everybody yeah, can yeah. rap you know if you can find the right producer everybody can sound good but to for you for 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 me like i need to know what about you and me how like what are we what do we have in common what's the common denominator you know like if there's not if there's nothing that i can relate to on your project or in any of your songs it's like why the fuck am i listening to you i can listen to Mm, someone else that's not going
1: if you're not going to struggle yeah yeah. You
0: know, it's like, I, like yo, I know a lot of artists. I know a lot of artists to be struggling a lot. Like I, I watched some movie the other day, and, um, oh, fuck. I hate when I do
1: that I shit. think I think Paris said it the other day. He said, if people don't feel your pain through the music, it's really hard for them to, to relate to you. Exactly. Mm. Yeah.
0: Exactly. It's just like, why? Like, what about you makes you stand out yeah. amongst everybody else?
2: That's interesting.
0: I mean- there's a lot of different dynamics though, because like, all right, you have
2: you have a person's voice, right? Like you said, Young Thug, you like him because of his voice, mm-hmm, it's like an instrument. Mm-hmm. Then you have what they're actually saying. Yeah. Then you have, like, in terms of rap, you have like you know their their metaphors. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different things that could draw a person. Like you know, for Cassidy, like you listen to Cassidy, right? Yes. Like Cassidy, like uh. Like, he, you're going to listen to him because... bars guy, Yeah, like, he might not necessarily, like, say the deepest lines mm-hmm. or, like, have, like, a message in his... Th- like, sometimes he does, but, you know, mostly it's about his metaphors. Like, yeah. it's like, how did he they think gonna of, hit. like, that punchline?
0: Mm-hmm. They're so, going to hit like crazy.
2: But he's not going to... But you're not going to listen to him because he sounds like Young Thug. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so yeah. there's different things that draw people into different artists Mm -hmm. but i think like you know obviously the biggest artists and the most successful artists are going to have elements of all that exactly you know what i mean and that's really what keeps people alive is you know and that's what you know we've been blessed to work with people like paris nitty and all these other people that like are have like embody like so many different things like they have punchlines but they have the the metal the melody too you know what i mean and the voice to match
0: it so absolutely yeah well look i want to thank you both for coming on the show I really appreciate it. Like Yo. y'all, y'all, y'all went in. Y'all explained a lot of shit, and yeah. y'all dodge no questions. Uh, so nah, never definitely man. We ain't dodging that. no bullets.
1: <laughs> Shout out, wise. Thank you, encore for having Yo, us, man. Definitely, bro. No yeah. doubt.
0: Tell people where they can find you on social media, where they can book them studio sessions yeah. at. Tell them
1: everything. Everything uh, at Fast Life Beats Twitter, Instagram, uh fastlifebeats.com is the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, IG at Fast Life Beats, man. Hit us up. We yep. we here. Fast Life Beats.
0: Fast life, all right, folks. It's the Uncle Radio Show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Uncle Radio Show hashtag Uncle Radio to join the conversation. Of course, this is an Indie Creative Network podcast, and we out. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you.
0: Bro. This is an Indie Creative Network podcast. I did it.